0: Your weekly stop for all things WVU and West Virginia high school sports. This is the Take Me Home Sports Podcast. Alongside John Fisher, here's your host, Matthew Cooper. Welcome back to the Take Me Home Sports Podcast. I am Matthew Cooper, and we have a great episode in store for you all today. West Virginia High School football playoffs starting Friday night. So we're going to dive deep into that. And then we, of course, have West Virginia University football coming off a big top 25 win over Iowa State. And then West Virginia basketball starts this weekend on Friday in Germany versus a top 25 team in Texas A&M. So a huge week this week for West Virginia sports. And, uh, of course, I am joined by... John Fisher. How are we doing, John? I'm doing well. And yourself? Doing doing fine. Doing very fine. So this week it's going to be a little different. Uh, We usually start out with West Virginia football and then dive into some high school football. But this week we're going to start out and we're going to dive deep into each class. So we're going to pick four games in each class. uh, The four games that we think are the biggest toss-ups this week. And then we're going to pick our final four. Our champion, of course, and then a potential dark horse. And by dark horse, we mean a nine seed, so an underdog coming into this week or higher who we think could make a potential run as in winning two games, let's say. Not necessarily picking that they're going to win those two games, but they have that potential, they have the talent, and they have the talent and potential to make a run into playoffs this year, our underdog or our Cinderella team almost. So with that said, John, let's get right into it. We have a lot to cover. Uh, We're going to try to keep it within the hour, as always, but it's a lot to deal with this week. So let's just dive in. Let's start off right with AAA, and our first game of the week is number 7, Parkersburg, hosting number 10, John Marshall. Parkersburg finishing the season last week with a win over rival. Parkersburg South trailed most of that game, but then found the... Found the success with running the ball, and then John Marshall coming off a la- loss last week to Wheeling Park. John, let me hear your thoughts on the game first. Oh uh, well,
1: last week uh, I picked John Marshall actually to beat Wheeling Park, and they unfortunately lost uh, for me. But uh, this week going at the road at Parkersburg, and Parkersburg getting a, a a big win last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Parkersburg. I like the home team, especially early in the playoffs. And uh especially coming off a big win, I think that they're they're gonna win again.
0: Yeah, Parkersburg, believe it or not, probably arguably the most storied arguably the most storied program in the West Virginia history, has not hosted a playoff game since two thousand seven. So this is a big deal for them. First year head coach Mike Bias leading the the way. And these teams are kinda similar. They like to pound the football. John Marshall like like we said, the, coming off the loss last week over Wheeling Park, after clinching it, clinching a playoff spot two weeks ago, and John, I'm gonna have to agree with you here. I, I like the home team early on, and Parkersburg coming from that MSAC, so they faced a tough schedule getting here, and they've earned a seven seed, and I think that will propel them this week to a victory over John Marshall and get them a victory, a playoff victory here to start a. Uh, start off the postseason next up is number eight Hedgesville hosting number nine Hurricane Hurricane winning winners of two straight games having to travel I don't know five hours I think to get to Hedgesville leaving Thursday staying overnight out opting to play Friday night because Veterans Day schools are closed in Putnam County at least and they're traveling to Hedgesville Hedgesville a team that passes over 60% of the time, led by receiver Malachi Brown, who has 12 touchdown passes or catches this year. So both teams like to pass the ball. Both have more than one threat on the outside. So it's going to be who can stop the pass, really. I uh, Hurricanes got Cordon, uh, Dakota Williams, and Bo Atkins. Hedgesville has, like I said, Malachi Brown, Nigeria Smith, and Hunter Coe. So these are good receiving duos, what I look in this matchup is strength of the schedule. Hedgesville comes in seven and three; they are one and two versus AAA playoff teams. Hurricane comes in at six and four, four and four versus playoff teams, which includes Winfield and AA and Paintsville, a ten and one Kentucky school currently in the playoffs. But I think just the strength of schedule. Hurricane's played so many tough teams. Hedgesville's played Martinsburg, who you know Martinsburg did what Martinsburg does for them. They also lost the Muscleman, but last week they did beat Spring Mills, who is in the playoffs. Hurricane, much like Hedgesville, who's beat who they should and lost to teams that, I mean, frankly, are better than them. But Hurricane did beat Spring Valley earlier this year, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think this game's gonna be close. It's gonna be hard fought, and but Hurricane last year. They went up north, beat University in the first round in an upset, a 5-12 upset. So this is an 8-9 upset. I'm I'm going with Hurricane to get the win in Hedgesville Friday night.
1: Well, I'm not really surprised with that pick, Matthew. You said that it's going to come down to who can stop the pass. And let me flash you back to last week. I was at the Hurricane-St. Albans game. And Robert Alexander Jr. is the truth. He's a freshman for St. Albans, their quarterback. His supporting cast is was absolutely terrible that game, but he should have thrown for a lot more against Hurricane. So, with you bringing up that whole stop in the pass thing, Hurricane really, really uh, scared me there. Uh, in addition to that, going five hours, I know that they're going the day before, but that is still a tough, tough thing. Uh, you you got to get your mind right, and... I don't know. That's just, that's tough to see me going on to going on the road at Hedgesville, five hours away, uh, and to be able to stop the pass like Hedgesville is capable of doing, as you stated, and I I didn't see a lot of that last week from Hurricane. I mean, maybe they were just taking off plays because it was Saint Albans, but uh, I'm gonna have to go with Hedgesville here.
0: Well, Hurricane did. Are you were there? You say they were struggle versus statistically this season they've actually done pretty well versus the pass allowing just 180 yards through the air or around there. No, sorry, got it right here. They've allowed 136 yards per game through the air. Uh, they have faced a lot of running teams. The one time they did struggle versus the pass this season was against Parkersburg, where Cam Mace, uh, Parkersburg's quarterback, threw for three touchdowns and 255 yards. So they are they can be vulnerable to the pass, but they have also shown signs of stopping stopping the passing attack, so it will be, it will come down to that, I think. Hedgesville, like I said, passes for over 60% of their plays this season, so how will Hurricane stop that, and I think they'll be able to, just because they've faced teams like this before, they've had a tough schedule getting here, but you, I I understand, you were there last week, you saw it, you saw it front and center, I guess, and... I respect your pick of Hedgesville. So that's going to be a great game. I think one of the top games of this weekend, as in who can, who's going to win. Uh, next up, we go five Musclemen versus 12 Midland. Musselman. a team, comes in as the five seed. But I think across the state, majority of uh, analysts or experts, I guess, are picking Midland. Just Midland's faced such a tough schedule, losing to two out-of-state teams and then losing to Capital, Spring Valley, and Huntington, three teams in the top six, and I like just the duo of, of Ivan Vaughn and Isaiah Duncan. I think it's just going to be too much for Musselman, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Midland to travel. They play Saturday. they I like Midland to go to Musselman and pull, come away with a victory.
1: Well, I, I picked Midland a lot this year, and and for same reasons as Jews, just the rushing attack as uh, several weeks. Uh, Especially like Spring Valley. I I predicted them to win and Spring Valley blew them out. So they have let me down. Uh, going at Muscleman, this will not be easy. Uh, Muscleman, Matt, let me, let me bring up a name for you that I'm sure that we'll be talking about for years to come. Freshman receiver slash cornerback, Blake Hartman for Muscleman. He's had a phenomenal year, uh, over a thousand yards receiving and rushing, uh, at, and at corner, he has like six interceptions, something insane. So he's an absolute pay, playmaker for him, and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, going back to the whole rushing attack of Midland, I just I don't see Muscleman being able to stop this. So I think that this is going to be uh, one of the seed-wise uh, biggest upsets of the week.
0: All right, there we go. So final game, our final game of A that we're going to pick is a familiar matchup. As crazy as it sounds, in Capitol, Willing Park, they faced each other in the playoffs three of the last four years, including the 2015 state title game where Willing Park upset Capitol that year. Cross Wilkinson, we talked a lot about him this year, committed to Toledo, uh, leads the Willing Park passing attack. And then Kerry Martin, quarterback for Capitals, already received offers from Cincinnati, uh, visited Maryland this week. So both these two talented quarterbacks in this game, arguably the top two in the state, facing off. This game, Willing Park picked up a huge win last week over John Marshall, so they can win these games. And I, I tell, I'm I going to sound very biased here. Of the three games we picked so far, I picked MSAC in every one of them. And I'm going to have to go four, four for four here because I think Capital just has too much. Willing Park, I expected a lot from them this year. They're sitting at six and four and a, an 11 seed. It's just not what I expect coming into this season with Cross Wilkinson. So I'm just going to have to go with Capital, who has a good resume coming into this season and a team that I think as a six seed can make the final four. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm going to go with you and pick Capital as well. Willing Park, a very, very good 11 seed. But the thing for me is, is one, they're going on the road and, you know, like the home team when, it, when it's far distances. And two, Willing Park every week is inconsistent, it seems like. One week they look phenomenal. The next week they look like they shouldn't make the playoffs. And uh, so you never know what you're going to get from them. I, I think that they have talent, but I think that Capital is just consistently more better, more prepared. So uh, I'm going to stick with Capital.
0: All right. So before we get to our final four picks, let's pick our Dark Horse. And I think AAA is a little hurt by this, this year especially. Um, only having 29 teams in, in the class. So you have some 2, 4, and 6 teams make it. So there's less, I don't want to say talent, at the bottom of the field. But just more dispersed uh, between the top teams and the bottom teams. But for my Dark Horse... I'm going to go with the team that's beat a top four team already this year. They have the talent. uh, They're the ninth seed, and that is Hurricane. So they're, they're going to have to beat a good Hedgesville team and then a Huntington team that they pretty much took care of them this year. But of all the teams that are higher seeded, Hurricane is the team that can surprise people, I feel like, because they have that talent. They're just going to need to find ways to beat of course, the Hedgesville, but if they want to make the run, like I'm saying, a good Huntington team and stop Jaden Hayes, who rushed for a school record versus them. So, they're going to—I'm not saying I predict that they're going to make the Final Four, but they have the potential to, so I'm going to go with them as my dark horse to watch.
1: Uh, my dark horse is going to be Cabell Midland. We both picked Cabell Midland to win at Muscleman, so boom, there's one win. The next win— Uh, would become Spring Valley, correct? So that that one I know Spring Valley. I picked Midland earlier to beat Spring Valley, and Spring Valley absolutely destroyed them, and really, really surprised me. And was like, oh, okay, Spring Valley's Spring Valley's for real. But I think that this Midland team is still good enough to pull out that uh victory. Um, very close rivals. I think that 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 is a game that I could see potentially tripping up Spring Valley and uh, having Midland win. Midland's obviously going to win the, not obviously, obviously has to win the first one uh, to get to that one. But I think that if there's going to be a a second round matchup with the, uh, one of the top four teams getting upset, it's going to be uh, Midland Spring Valley with Midland winning.
0: All right. So with that said, John, let's hear our final fours. I'll go first. I'm going to go. My final four is number one, Huntington. Uh, So beating, I'll have them beating, South Charleston, who they actually lost to last year in the first round of the playoffs. But different year, I think Huntington's a better team. And then I'm going to have them facing Spring Valley in the semis. And then on the other side of the bracket, number two, Martinsburg versus Cap. And then for my champion, I think Martinsburg is too good to not win this year. They've dominated every team that they played. And I think they have too much against anyone. So I think Martinsburg... Beats Huntington in this year's AAA state title game.
1: Yeah. So my final four is uh, going to be the one seed Huntington. I think that they uh, should cruise to the final four. Uh, the two seed, I'm going with Martinsburg. Uh, I think that they are just so dominant this year. And then where we differ, I'm I'm very chalky. I, I know I'm going to go university uh, over capital I think that, you know, this university team has been underestimated all year, but they're going to prove that, you know, they actually belong. And they'll make the Final Four. And the final team, I'm going with Spring Valley uh, over over my Midland team. Uh, I think that they are still too good to beat. But l- give me that matchup. I think Huntington beat Spring Valley. They're in the championship. Martinsburg will beat university, and Martinsburg will beat Huntington uh, in the in the state championship. I think that this Martinsburg team, like you said, is is very dominant. I think it could be one of their best ever. Uh, they're just killing everybody that they play in, and I don't expect them to let up anytime
0: soon. All right, there there it is. There's our AAA round one and final four preview for this year. Should be great playoffs, a lot of talent, especially on the top half. So really excited to see how this, this uh, playoff turns out um double a let's move on there and double a we just talked about triple a only has 29 teams so you can see some weakness down at the bottom half of the bracket and one man's trash is another man's treasure is that the same yeah sure yeah something like that but i'm saying double a the double a class has taken taking those triple a teams that are no longer triple a and now it's just going to make this double a tournament so so good You're seeing a lot of 8-2 teams at the bottom half of the bracket, which is great. A lot of talent in this double-A class. And it's gonna this is gonna be a fun, a fun bracket here. So let's start out with our first game, and that is number five, Wayne, against number 12, Sissonville. These two teams played earlier this year. It's a rematch. Um, Sissonville lost that game 30 to 27. And Wayne has Wayne Wayne's a good team coming in this year. This week they're nine and one, and Sissonville seven and three. And the game was close earlier this year, but I, I just think Wayne has more talent than Sissonville, and I think Wayne is gonna. I think it's not even gonna be as close as 27 like it was in the regular season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Wayne here.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I I like teams that have shown that they can. Uh, beat them before i understand people saying oh well it's hard to beat them back to back or whatever but uh no wayne has shown that they can beat them before i i agree with you saying that it will not be as close i think that this wayne team is going is primed to make a good playoff run uh
0: and they'll get that started with the win over Sistensville. next up is number six james monroe hosting 11 winfield uh, this is gonna be a good game. This this is my favorite game of the week here in Double A. James Monroe comes into this season. They their losses this year. Sorry, a close game versus Point Pleasant. They lost twenty to fourteen, and they lost another game against Bluefield. Bluefield, arguably the most talented team in Double A. Winfield coming in hot. This uh, coming hot. I know they're coming off the loss last week to Mingo Central but their offense has been putting up points led by quarterback Andrew Huff. Just listen to last listen to their scores the last couple weeks. Starting with Sissonville, they beat them 46 to 14. The next week they played Nitro 58-0. Then they played Scott 66-13 and then last week they lost to Minges Central the one seed 56-50. This offense is on fire. And I'm going to I frankly I'm going to I don't I think that James Monroe won't be able to stop them. I'm going with the upset here, Andrew Huff, the senior quarterback, leads them to victory a playoff victory against James Monroe this week
1: yeah uh uh
0: James Monroe has
1: been very good this year, but i'm I'm riding the hot hand like you uh, even though that they did lose last week i I was so tempted to pick them i was I was contemplating that, but I just said you know Mingo Central has been there before. Uh, they're more experienced and just have more talent, but I I, I knew it was gonna be very close. And I think Winfield they're hitting on all cylinders right now, and so I'm I'm also picking them to beat James Monroe.
0: Next up is the eight nine game Liberty Harrison versus Nicholas County. Liberty Harrison comes in this game eight and two losses against numbers the 16 seed Robert C Bird and the two seed and double or single A South Harrison. On the other hand, Nicholas County. I think they're just their schedule. They have some good wins. They beat Midland Trail earlier this year. And I like them versus Liberty Harrison here to go on the road and beat Liberty Harrison. Liberty Harrison, their two losses this year, they got blown out uh, against Robert C. Byrd, the 16 seed, and then South Harrison, a single A team. So I, I like Nicholas County here to get the victory.
1: Yeah, I'm also going with Nicholas County. I think that, uh, you know, like you said, that they have, uh, some good wins. Uh, but Liberty, I, I was kind of shocked last week. I think both you and I picked them to beat South Harrison and South Harrison's a, a very good team in single way. but without Cam Barnett, uh, and, uh, banged up Freddie Canary, I, I figured that they'd be able to uh, stop them, but they just got blown out and, uh, when when you get blown out and then you're getting ready for a playoff game, sometimes you're just not feeling great. Uh, Nicholas County feeling good right now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Nicholas County
0: to come in and uh, kick Liberty while they're down. All right. So our final game of Double A is Seven Point Pleasant versus Number Ten Philip Barber. Both teams eight and two. Point Pleasant coming off a couple beat downs since they lost. In week 6 versus point Pleasant or first sorry first bluefield since then they've just been dominating teams uh, last week beat west side 75-14 so they're playing some good football right now on the other side philip barber beat a good robert c bird team last week 21 to 20 and then a couple other wins and their last loss came versus lewis county this game's a tough matchup for me or tough matchup for me to pick both teams are coming in like I said, pretty hot. But I just like Point Pleasant. Um their two losses this year come first the top two teams in double A, Bluefield and Mingo Central. I'm gonna pick Point Pleasant to get the first round victory over Philip Barber. Well,
1: Matthew, we have gone four for four in double A. Uh I'm I'm also going with Point Pleasant, like you said, that they've been on a roll. That Bluefield game, we both picked point Bluefield rolled. <laughs> we we were so wrong about that. But uh, I think that you know point they are they are hot now, uh,
0: especially being at home.
1: So give me point.
0: All right, John. So we we're four for four on our game picks in Double A. Let's see if our final four and Dark Horse are the same. I'll start with the Dark Horse, and I was just all over them, and that's the 11 seed Winfield. Their offenses look great the last couple weeks, led by Andrew Huff. And when you have a good senior quarterback, you can make some moves. So if their defense just gets some stops, they can get some wins. Their first game is against, like we were talking about, James Monroe. And then after that, they play, they'll play they play a Bridgeport team. And frankly, AA was the hardest to pick a dark horse just because the 1, 2, 3, and 4 are so good in AA. But of all, those, all the teams 9 and higher, I think Winfield has the best chance to make a run. They just lost last week only by 6 to Mingo Central, so they can compete with these top teams. That's why they're my dark horse for double A. Yeah.
1: Uh. All right. Well. Same there. Uh. And really, because they're hot, and because I I was just looking at all all teams non and higher, uh, and they seem like the most talented. It's not like that. I think that they can beat Bridgeport the easiest. I think actually out of the top four, Mingo Central would be the easiest to beat. But it's, it's just because I'm, I'm picking the most talented team. And if there's a team that's going to do it, I'm, I'm picking Winfield. But like you said, uh, I think that this is definitely going to be the most chalk. I'll be surprised if it's not the top four seeds at the
0: final four. Well, there's our final four. Well, John, our double A, we're all the same on every pick that we just made. Final four, I think it's just going to be chalk. Like John, like you just said, Mingo Central, Bluefield, Bridgeport and Fairmont Senior are gonna meet up. Hope or let's hear our championship pick. Last year Mingo Central won it. This year I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Bluefield. Uh, they've been impressive in every game they played. Beat some really good teams, and I think they're gonna be the champions when it comes to December at Wheeling Park, or Wheeling Wheeling Stadium. Dag
1: on it, Matthew. I don't know if we've ever agreed this much.
0: I I was for sure.
1: I um I just made it like right before you said it. I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna go Bluefield because I I had not made up my mind. I knew I wasn't gonna pick me and go Central, so I I have Fairmont Senior beating them, and then Bridgeport Bluefield. And that one I, I I've been thinking about, but I just think that Bluefield has been so impressive this year, and I think I think. The winner of the Bluefield Bridgeport, I think, is going to win it. Uh, I think that Bridgeport, uh, they lost to Fairmont Senior, uh, but I think, played again, I think Bridgeport wins. So, I, I think that whoever wins the Bluefield Bridgeport game uh, goes on to win it, uh, and I just happen to think that Bluefield does beat Bridgeport.
0: I uh, just want to remind all of our listeners, John and I don't share our picks. You, We learn the same time you all do so it's not like we're copying picks. We just happen to agree on every pick that we just made in Double A. Crazy as that sounds, if people
1: could have seen my reaction whenever you said Bluefield, I was <laughs> not expecting that. I was like, "All right, well, we'll have a different champion at least."
0: <laughs> well, we don't. So, we'll, we'll with that. Let's just move on to Single A. Single A, good, good field, just like the other two classes. Should be some good football, and. I'll go with I'll go first, I guess, and that's between our first matchup is the eight nine, Weirton, Madonna versus Sherman. Sherman i let me start with Sherman in this uh eight nine matchup between Madonna and Sherman. Sherman's defense is very good. They've they've shut out teams one, two, three, three times, and then the other time they've given up six or eight multiple times. This defense, they give up they had a tough loss for South Harrison. A lot of teams have this year. South Harrison is the best offense in single A. When uh, especially when Freddie Canary's healthy, so I, I, this defense is too much for Madonna. I'm going with Sherman and a victory here. Uh, I think they hold Madonna under 14 points and they get this victory in round one. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm
1: going sh- going Sherman as well. Uh, like you said, their defense has just looked sharp. And all their games, uh, especially Tug Valley, that, that's, even though they lost 6 to nothing, that defense was just uh, lights out. I, so, uh, giving up 12 or less in all their games, except for the South Harrison game, like you mentioned. Uh, going on the road at Madonna, uh, I think that Sherman is poised to, to make a big statement here, and I think that it actually won't be close.
0: Well, there you go. Next up is St. Mary's versus Doddridge. St. Mary's last year's state champions and Doddridge this year, eight and two, a good season, but it's hard to not pick the reigning champs here. Uh, They're the five seed. They're the favorite and their one loss this year came to South Harrison, South Harrison, like I've been saying, very good team. So I I think St. Mary's is still one of the top teams in CLA and they handle business here. Frankly, I don't think this game's going to be very close.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you here. You go with the team that has been there before, the experienced team and I think just frankly the overall better team. So, uh, I'm going St. Mary's too. All
0: right, next up is 7 Cameron versus 10 Wheeling Central. Cameron comes in 9 and 1 and Wheeling Central is 6 and 4. So, if you just look at records, you think, "Oh, Cameron's going to win this game." But Wheeling Central played a tough schedule. They have wins over Williamstown, a playoff team. They lost to East Hardy, who's the one seed, only by three. And then they lost to a couple Ohio teams. I think Wheeling Central is the better team in this matchup. I know 6-4 and four versus 9-1. and one. Cameron, I don't think they've played a playoff team all year. And when I look at these matchups in the playoffs, it doesn't matter what class, I look for how have you done versus playoff teams. And Wheeling Central has been more impressive in my mind, and that's why I'm picking them to beat Cameron this week.
1: Yep, uh, for the exact same reason. If Cameron wins this game, then I'll be like, okay, all right, you know, I have more respect for them. But with their with their schedule right now, it's it's extremely hard for me to to respect what they've done. Obviously, winning nine games is great, but uh, when you're going against teams that you know have no shot at making the playoffs. You're expected to win those games. So if they win this game, then I'll I'll start giving them more respect. But right now, I got to go all whaling central.
0: All right, our next game is six Webster County versus eleven Summers County. Webster County enters this week nine and one. Their one loss this year. Summers County, so they're they're out for revenge right now, trying to get a victory over the one team that beat them this season, and I think that's enough motivation. I think Webster County gets the job done this week over Summers County. I know they lost once this year already to them, but I I think they're the better team. Earlier it was September 29th. Summers County beat Webster County 28-22, so it was a close game. But I think Webster County has enough, and they get the job done this week. I think they're the more talented team here, and I think they get the victory. Uh, All right, finally. Finally, we're different. We Got on a hot streak
1: there. I, I'm going Summers County there. Them beating Webster County before just shows that they could do it. Uh, I see no reason why they can't. Obviously, Webster County, the home team, and I like the home team, but i, I got to go Summers County. Showing that you you can do it before. Uh, so I, I see no reason why they can't win this.
0: There we go. We finally disagreed. I'm glad the world still makes sense. Uh, good stuff there. Here's my, for my potential dark horse, I'm actually going to go all the way to the 16 seed for my dark horse, Williamstown. I read an article on Metro News. It had some quotes by East Hardy's coach just saying this isn't a normal 16 seed. This is a good team. Williamstown kind of, I don't want to kind of go, Scott, it was unfair that the 16th seed, their last game of the year got canceled. So they lost the points of a potential win there, got canceled due to fire. And this team's a good team. They lost this year to St. Mary's, a playoff team. Also, to Wheeling Central, another playoff team, and Magnolia. So they play good teams. They're five and four. They're winners. They started out one and four. They're winners of four straight. They're playing hot. I don't. I'm not saying they're going to beat East Hardy, but if they did, I would like them the next week. So, if if this team plays a good game on a Friday night, they can potentially win this game. East Hardy's a very good team. They're the one seed for a reason. They beat South Harrison. They're, they're a very good team. But if Williamstown finds a way to get past East Hardy, they can make a deep run into this playoff.
1: Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to stay in the same bracket, and I'm going to go with nine seed Sherman. Uh, I picked them to beat Madonna uh, because of their defense, and so and I think East Hardy kills your pick, Williamstown, even though yeah, you did pick East Hardy. But you said it, that they could win. Uh, but I think East Hardy wins that handily. And so they become East Hardy versus Sherman. And Sherman's defense. East Hardy has a high-powered offense, throwing the ball all, all over. And Sherman's defense is, you know, being elite. So I think that if there's a game that's going to be an upset, one of the top four teams getting upset, it's going to be uh, this one with Sherman. I don't, I don't think it happens, but I think that it, it could happen. It could uh, surprise a lot of people with Sherman upsetting East Hardy. All
0: right. For, so my final four is the one seed East Hardy facing the five seed St. Mary's. And then on the other side, South Harrison facing Midland trail. My, my uh, champion is South Harrison. I know they don't have Cam Barnett, who is a very good running back, but they, they do have Freddie Canary, who's now healthy after being banged up earlier. And I think he is, I think he's the best player in single a and, when you have a good running back like Freddie Canary, you can take control of a game. And I, I frankly, I think I know they're the two seed, and East Hardy's the one seed. I think their path to the finals, path to Wheeling, road to Wheeling, whatever you want to call it, is a little bit easier than East Hardy. Both of our sleeper picks play either East Hardy in the first or second round, so they don't have that easy of a of a path. And then South Harrison, like I said, Freddie Canary. I'm going with him. That's why I'm picking South Harrison. They've impressed me a lot this year. I picked against them a couple times, and they just made me look foolish. So I'm going South Harrison as our my single-A champ. South Harrison over East Hardy?
1: Yeah, that's that's my champ. Well, all right. So I have the same four teams as you in my final four of East Hardy, South Harrison, St. Mary's, and Midland Trail. Uh, I don't know if I'd pick South Harrison over East Hardy. Uh I think that you know the loss of Cam Barnett was massive, but my champion is South Harrison, but for a different reason, because I think St. Mary's upsets East Hardy. St. Mary's is a team that, like you said, they won it last year. They've been there before. They can get up for the big games. So I think that they would surprise a lot of people and do upset East Hardy, and so that would lead to a South Harrison-St. Mary's. Uh, matchup I think that you know Midland Trails had a, a great year but I, I think that South Harrison will blow them out. So South Harrison versus Saint Mary's and South Harrison killed Saint Mary's earlier so that would lead to a uh South Harrison as your champs. But if it's if it's against East Hardy, that's tough. That's tough and, and I'm not putting up in that uh scenario but South Harrison's gonna be my overall champ.
0: Alright, so our three champions, let's remind the The listeners out there, I have Martinsburg over Huntington, I have Bluefield over Mingo Central, and South Harrison over East Hardy.
1: And my three are the same winners, with Martinsburg over Huntington, uh, Bluefield over Fairmont Senior, not uh, Mingo Central, and South Harrison over St. Mary's, not East Hardy.
0: Well, we all have, we have the same champions, and they're all two seeds, so who's the lucky number this year i guess so there's there's our pre or preview to West Virginia high school football playoffs i'm excited i love the hi- i love the playoffs it's just a different brand of football good games everywhere it's going to be really exciting in the next couple weeks should should be awesome stuff but with that said let's let's get into West Virginia University football who's coming off a big win last week Uh, Over number 15, Iowa State. Iowa State, like we said last week, coming in really hot. If West Virginia didn't play a good game, they would have lost. And They played a hell of a first half, got out to a 23 lead. And what was most impressive about this entire game was the physicality of West Virginia on both sides of the ball. They looked like a complete different team than the team that played Oklahoma State who just got bullied, really. So that's what I found most impressive this game was just West Virginia's physicality, and I think that's what Holgerson wanted and he, he was trying to get out of this guy's coming into this week.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely more physical. Um, but I, I wish just one time this year we could play four solid quarters.
0: That has, It really hasn't happened yet this season.
1: Yeah, so that, that – I think that, you know, that we did play a good game, but goodness gracious, I wish that, you know, we could have just uh, – uh, put up more than 20 against them as well as we were running it just seems like you know we we uh run out of gas or something so that's that's one thing I'm looking to improve on but yes overall much more physical i love the way our defense played uh I, I really i know toya savery uh was out with injury but i really like uh the matchup of having dravon Eskew henry uh move to the bandit and kenny robinson at free kenny robinson has uh, really played well at the free safety spot, so uh, I like having them out there. I think our defense has definitely stepped up. Um, uh, I've I've become more positive after last week's uh, nice win.
0: Yeah, that that win was big. I, I was saying if they lose that game, this this season could get ugly real quick. So it was a big win. I was impressed by Ezekiel Rose. He he's making plays on the D line. Uh, Kenny Robinson. True, true freshman, am I right? Yes, correct. True freshman. He's he's balling out there. Uh, David Long, another good game. The defense played good, and then offense did enough. Justin Crawford finally starting to de- turn it around. He's still not what he was last year, but he's he's running a lot harder than he was the last couple weeks. And then Will Greer had another good game. David Sills, only two catches but he did have another touchdown, still leads the nation. And then Karan White stepping up huge, four catches, 167 yards and one touchdown. And then Greg Jennings doing, Greg Jennings staying seven catches for 63 yards. So still some good stuff out of the offense, just 20 points. It was a good first half. You really, yeah, just want to see this team put a, put together four quarters. And they haven't done it all year. They're up 20-3. to three. It looked, fourth quarter, I don't know about you, John, but I was nervous. I thought... I thought West Virginia was going to give it away. They just weren't making enough plays, and then it ended up the defense made some plays on the final couple drives and held Iowa State to 16, so they got a good win. I'm not going to lie. If you beat a top 15 team, it's always a good win. You should be happy. Um, Dana Holgerson, his uh, career at uh, Mountaineer Field is getting better every year. 6-1 no, and one this season, 6-1 uh, and one last year, so... That's good to see them win at home. So it was a good, good win. I'll leave it at that. It was a good victory.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you like having that, like having a good momentum going into uh, a road game at Kansas State.
0: Yeah, let's let's get into that. Kansas State coming into this year, a lot of people actually had them as their Big Twelve. I don't want to say favorite, but a dark horse. They were the third preseason third in the Big Twelve, and they frankly. Have been the most disappointing team in the conference, I'd say. Lost to Vanderbilt in the non-conference. They're sitting at five and four, uh, but it's a Bill Snyder coach team. Kansas State has given Mountaineers the Mountaineers fits in a lot a lot of games recently, and winning in Kansas State is no easy task, especially for West Virginia. They've I've seen I feel like they've struggled there. They need to win this game. Uh, Vegas has them as two and a half point underdogs, so they're not favored, but I still, I still feel like they need to win this game.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that this is obviously it's it's a must win, and going into Manhattan, West Virginia has struggled there before. Uh, but I think that West Virginia has a couple things going for them. Uh, one being uh, they're on to their third string quarterback, uh, Scholar Thompson. It looks like uh, Delton and Ertz will be out. Uh, although I thought Delton. Uh, I was better than Ertz, Dalton being their number two guy. I, I thought he's played well so far, but he is in concussion protocol, and uh, so it looks like the, that he will not be cleared, and they'll go Skylar Thompson, who was a four star coming out of high school. Uh, but one thing about this Kansas State team that you, if you just look at the depth chart, that's different from a usual dominant Kansas State team is the amount of seniors that they had. Kansas State always uh, it seems to get the ju- a lot of junior college guys, so they're older. Uh, more experienced, you know, stronger, uh, and a and a bunch of seniors. But this year, I don't think they have one senior on offense, and they have uh, five only five on their defense. So this is not a usual Kansas State uh, team that is usually senior led and dominant. So this is one that sh- that uh, you actually have to win, and I think that uh, I'm actually surprised that Vegas has Kansas State as the
0: favorite. Uh, Kansas State three and three in conference this year. Their losses were at Texas in double overtime, and then TCU had their way with them, beating them twenty six to six. Oklahoma beat them forty two thirty five. The last two weeks, K State has beaten Kansas only by ten thirty to twenty, and then last week beat Texas Tech forty two thirty five. A lot of a lot of Big Twelve writers that I follow on Twitter were questioning Cliff Kingsbury's play style, I guess, in the fourth quarter. So, but with that said, Kansas State still got the victory. And West Virginia's going to need to play good football, really. It's a Big 12 pretty much every week, besides maybe Baylor and Kansas. you got to play good football if you want to win. Nothing changes this week, and they can't turn the ball over. They're going to have to take advantage of turno- uh, forced turnovers and get the victory. But I like them. I think West Virginia gets the victory here. I was impressed with their defense last week versus Iowa State. Impressed with their offense in the first half. Hopefully they can play four quarters and dominate Kansas State. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I think I think West Virginia wins in an ugly game. Ugly as in uh, just not a, a normal game for us. Normal to West Virginia game like last week, I guess. So I, I like West Virginia to win. Just don't expect it to be too pretty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know we we have not not played four quarters, like we said, I'd love to see it uh, ju- just one time this year because I think that uh, we could be special. I think that her- our defense, they impressed me last week. Hopefully they can build on that get a little bit better. Uh, David Long has impressed the freaking crap out of me. He's like 5'11", and and our best defensive player. I think he's better than Kazir. Uh, he's-, he's all it's over the field. Yeah, it's bold. Uh, and not nec- have
0: an, You have an yeah. argument that he's been very impressive. He's yeah. Very impressive.
1: Very, uh, and I'm not saying necessarily a better pro prospect because I think Kazir is just built like a truck uh, for safety and can move well. But just overall, as a defense player that you want someone to make a stop, I think it's going to be uh, David Long. And actually, him and Drayvon Askew Henry. Drayvon had his best week last week, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, him and David Long were on the Big 12 defense team of the week. So, uh, I like seeing our defense build, get better. Coach Tony Gibson said that he was so proud of them. Uh, a lot of the pups turned into dogs, his uh, dog's defense. So, I, I like seeing that. Like, hopefully we get the run game going. You know, Crawford got a little bit better. I expect expect them to still feed him. Hopefully he can get it going. A lot of Kenny McCoy and Martell Petaway. One thing I, I'm looking for is running outside the tackles a little bit. It seems like we're hitting – there'll be – Outside open holes, and so many times, especially in college, uh, guys don't hit the inside holes. But it seems like that's all we hit, even when there's there's not a hole. So uh, th- that's one thing I'm I'm going to be looking for a little bit of development in our running backs. Overall, I think that we do go to Kansas State, and I think that we win this game.
0: All right. So, see a good good weekend, or should be a good game. Great football this weekend across the nation. Uh, Three top 10 matchups, Georgia-Auburn, TCU, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame-Miami. So another Saturday where I'm not going to leave my couch. (laughs) But another thing to look forward to this weekend, West Virginia basketball is back, and they're starting out with a bang. They don't usually do this, but they're playing a top 25 team to start the season out versus Texas A&M. West Virginia ranked 11 in the AP poll. Uh, I I don't know how much stake to put into this. West Virginia and Purdue had a closed close scrimmage or exhibition, whatever you want to call it. Purdue won 89-77, I think was the score, reported by Jeff Goodman of ESPN. Jevon Carter supposedly had 37 points in that game, which is pretty impressive. <clears throat> but still, I'm not going to put a lot of lot into that. It's a, It's a scrimmage, basically a practice, I feel like, so, with that said, West Virginia has lost a lot coming from last year. And I don't think people realize this. They have to replace Tariq Phillip, Nate Adrian, Trayvon Myers, Brandon Watkins, and now Issa Ahmad with his suspension. This is West Virginia, the last, what, three years, has been all about their depth. They don't have that this year. But they do have, their starting five is the most talented it's been since, I think, 2000, the 2010 Final Four team. Javon Carter is the best player West Virginia's had since Deshaun Butler. I don't know. There's been reports that they're not going to press as much this year due to the lack of depth. Uh, it's you, you're going to learn a lot about this team on Friday night. Um, it's on ESPN in Germany, and I hope I'm hoping that they they start out and they they just come out on fire versus Texas A&M. Show get a good start the season on a good note it's on ESPN the first game of college basketball a lot of people are going to be watching it getting their college basketball fill and this is going to be this is the game of the night and hopefully they show up on national tv and just prove that they're a team to be a contender this year really and I think that they do that with Bob Huggins leading the way just signed a four-year extension of all the things West Virginia fans complain a lot about in sports but Enjoy Bob Huggins as your coach. This guy is one of the best coaches actively, definitely, and in the history. So count your blessings, West Virginia. You have Bob Huggins leading your basketball program. Who knows how much longer he's going to be there, but just enjoy it while you got it. And I like West Virginia. I think they're going to have a great year this year, and I hopefully hopefully, they start out the season with a bang, but get a top 25 win, and show play some good basketball on Friday night.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, last, last year, uh, I, the same thoughts as you, obviously. The depth is obviously concerning. Uh, but I'm, I'm putting a little bit more stock into the Purdue game, uh, because last year we, we killed Purdue and, uh, had a, had a pretty solid year. Um, but this year Purdue killing us. And, and really, if you read reports, it, it wasn't really as close as the score indicated. It seems like Purdue was just dominating us. Um, but that was also without Magic Bender. So the the depth is obviously an issue, but I, I'm obviously expecting a great year for the Mountaineers. 66-1 uh, to 1 odds uh, if you want to bet on them to win the national championship. Uh, I have just because I, I love view and, and it's just fun to bet on them. Uh, but I think that this could be a very good year. Like you said, enjoy Bob Huggins. That extension is awesome. I love him being our coach. At least for the next four years, uh, keep it coming, uh, and and I think that this is this is gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Can't wait. All right, John. The only thing left before we wrap up this episode is is the recruiting update. What do we got?
1: Well, uh, I will go ahead and give our Player of the Week honors to newly committed Quantel Reigns, who had three interceptions this past week. Three. Wow. Yeah, as a safety. Told you, he's going to be a star for us. Uh, He's big time. That's awesome. And uh, on the basketball side of things, uh, we do have the early signing period. And uh, as of yesterday, Derek Culver is the first person uh, to sign his letter of intent with West Virginia. People may remember him as uh, somebody that uh, actually signed last year but did not have the grades to qualify. He is at a prep school. Uh, Signed this year. uh, Is expected to make it in. So, uh, that that's big for the basketball school.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, great stuff. Should be a great weekend again of sports. Um, high school football playoffs. It's awesome. It's exciting. Got to look for that all week. Going to be paying attention to all those games. And then, of course, the West Virginia football and basketball teams with big games this weekend. Exciting stuff to be a West Virginia sports fan. And... Thank you for listening. John, anything to say? Nope. With that, you'll hear us next week. We'll talk about the second round of the playoffs and, of course, other news as well. So you'll hear us next week.